In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Well, there's good news and bad news in the text. The good news is Emmanuel, God is with us. The bad news is God is with us, Emmanuel. He is a rock of stumbling, a stone of offense. He's angry with people on this continent because of their sins. I thought it would be nice if I could just retreat into a little history lesson here. You know, look at ancient Israel. Poor Isaiah, the, the poor man, but there are reasons also to name children in our day. The marauders are at the door. The booty takers will soon be here. We dare not deflect our gaze from the implications of the text for us in our ministries. <laughs> As a matter of fact, we're not all that bad. Uh, we, we sin a little, sure, but make a few mistakes. We, we've done things we wish we could, could forget, but, but at least we've made an honest effort. We're sincere in our, our desire to keep the commands of God. Compared to a lot of Americans, we live, we live fairly modestly. We share quite a bit with the less fortunate. We speak occasionally against injustice and unfairness. We've certainly all worked and we've all sacrificed for the welfare of others. At least we've wanted to. We forget so easily as U.S. Americans that Isaiah was a pretty good guy too. But also he could not avoid the flood tides of the river. When it rolls and flows out of its channels, out of its banks, the individuality of the faithful and the pious count for a whole lot less than our being part of a people, or as we like to say, a people group, which we usually think of as people over there and not the people of this country. There are two things I think we need to remember if we're really going to absorb what Isaiah is telling us here. One is that we do have trouble as U.S. Americans thinking of ourselves as anything but individuals. We forget so easily that God has placed the solitary in families, that God's design for humanity is expressed also in his saying, it's not good that that Adam is alone. We also, secondly, forget that while we criticize some forms of injustice and impiety, we hang on to others that are of benefit to us, and we don't even realize that those things are offensive to our God. We forget so easily that we are part of the problem, as well as part of God's solution. So even when we have repented, even when we are striving for the repentance of our nation, we stand with an unrepentant conglomerate of people whose greeds and lusts, whose defiance of good order, common decency, and a concern for others are crying out to God to send the river. We can see the setting for the flood in our lands, in the dissolution of, of family life, in the contempt for human life, in street crime and corporate criminality, that afflicts us from petty thieves to 
to financial wizards. We violate each other. We violate the air we breathe. We violate the land God has created for our welfare. And we boast, I did it my way. I don't see any way out myself. The river's going to roll. I don't know who or what our Assyria will be. Perhaps it will be our own practices, which are earning not only judgment, but are actually practicing the way God sends his judgment on a people. I don't, I don't know that there's any way out. So rejoice. Rejoice in the calling that God gives us. It's not a rare thing, you know, in the history of God's people to stand with an apostate people and suffer with them. It's the calling of most of the prophets. It's just we have to remember what Isaiah needed to remember, to fear the Lord, not the enemies of Israel. We tend to fear all the wrong things. But the Lord says, to Isaiah, fear the Lord, marvel at his might and strength and at his faithfulness, at the fact that he's still present among this God-forsaking people. So here we stand in the midst of the abuses we share in practicing, and here he is, Emmanuel, Lord also of our apostate nation, a nation we hope he loves enough to call to repentance. And to accomplish his purposes here, we need to be standing with our people in their midst and answering the question when, when tragedy and tribulation flow over us, where is God in all this? And we can say right here, he is Emmanuel, he is with us. Our translation this morning translated that past, that one uh, Hebrew word sanctuary, and that's actually a good translation. But Luther translated the word sanctuary trap, which just reinforces verse 14 of our text. He will become a trap and a stone of offense and a rock of stumbling to both houses of Israel, a trap and a snare, and many will stumble. But ours must be Isaiah's response. The text didn't go quite far enough, of course, but just following our text in verses 16 and 17, Isaiah says, I will wait for the Lord who is hiding his face from, but also in, the house of Jacob, and I will hope in him. Why? Because Isaiah understood the Lord's plan. I and the children whom the Lord has given me the kids with the funny names. They are signs and portents for Israel from the Lord. You all, all of you, are also signs and portents. <laughs> it's a calling from the Lord. He has that kind of confidence in you that you can serve him and speak his word when your fellow citizens need help in repenting. <laughs> what a blessing to live in times like the Lord is giving us. That's the way it is. On this fifth Monday after the epiphany of our Lord in his year 2010. May the peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.